What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Spoiler Alert. Spoiler, Spoiler Alert! I want it to be so bad. It, well, <laughs> you have succeeded. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. With me this week is... My name is Noel. And... My name is Brian. And... My name is Len. Aww. Excellent. I like how I like I set the tone yeah, really to did. ruin Len's morning. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he has his whole intro planned yeah. out. Yeah. Messes me. It does the same to me. I mean, when someone messes up my intro, it's I, no. We don't mess up your intro every time. No. Uh, we are here to talk about this week's <laughs> books, but first, we have letter. We have, we have letter. letter. <laughs> <laughs> we have Can we make up one a times one times one times one times letter. letter. One letter. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. No email, but what we make by the Home Dad Abroad. What the hell, saint of sauces? How can you leave my boys hanging out to dry like that? (laughs) I only take leave of my correspondence because I know that the podcast will always have a never-ending stream of consciousness, real-time commentary from you ever lurking in their inboxes, giving me leave to pontificate upon the myriad spoiler alert missives in an effort to concoct another self-serving screed or mayhap, opt to pursue the living of my own life in between occurrences of the show. But then you up and miss a week. Fine, I'll ignore and abandon my family once again in order to keep the good times rolling at JD's Hero Complex. Howdy, fellas. Well, your roster keeps on swelling to an all-time high of five hosts, leading to such a cacophony of voices and thoughts that I can scant contain myself, especially because it has led to a relaxed JD Stretching his vocal perturbations when offering up printed dialogue from Superman Batman that the show momentarily ascended to pseudo asterpieciness. Don't interrupt to explain what I mean by that. It's coming way down below. Huzzah! Wait. As my prior prognostications about all of your new segments vanishing into the ether have <laughs> proven <laughs> absolutely correct in extremely limited form regarding first grade book reports. Not on that. I have chosen to give you all a hearty and well-earned pass on Thunder Thunder Rounds. Because their chaos brings me joy. (laughs) But maybe, just maybe, you can look into your hearts and find just enough love crammed down into the cockles of your dried-up hearts to bring back a full-on, balls-to-the-wall, honest-to-God or whatever hellspawn you worship, Astropiece Theater vignette on, or at least, a bi-monthly basis? I'm not asking for much, just for the lot of you to take time out of your lives to gather together for the express purpose of recording, fine-tuning, and editing a grotesque dramatic reading of several pages of a randomly chosen comic every two months or so. It's not like you have anything better to do. Oh yeah, almost forgot. Pretty please with sugar on top? Ooh, that does sweeten the deal. It does. Yeah. Otherwise, thank you for indirectly pushing me to try out the Avengers again. Jason Aaron is fantastic at capturing the fun inherent in insanely large stories. He puts Snyder's Justice League rightfully to shame. Yes. However, 
it is incredibly odd that Thor's dialogue and characterization didn't really sound like the same Thor Aaron was writing just a few comics over in his various Thor book iterations. Oh, well. Clearly, I have nothing useful or current to say. The Home Dad Abroad. So, yeah, I don't know if you guys, you guys weren't here for this, but way back in the day, and if you go back into the Wayback Machine, oh. we used to think called, do a thing called Asterpiece Theater, All right. which is we would take a page from or a segment from one of the books of that week, and we would act it out radio style, like radio oh, uh, play that style. That sounds like fun. And uh, then people could write in and be like, hey, I think that that's from Batman. And then if they win, they could like tell us what book they want us to review next time. It was like, look out, Batman. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, I think that's <laughs> yeah, from... Maybe. Well, it could be Justice League. From yeah. Valkyrie. Um, <laughs> as with most things, yeah. uh, if you rely on uh, a listener participation, mm. they will fail. So the fault is the listeners. Oh, absolutely. Okay, right. Oh, yeah. We have no blame. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's everything is on them. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I think it could be fun even without that element. Uh -huh. Of the guessing part. You know, we just act out two pages of a comic every now and then okay. for the fun of it. Well, I mean, we've been specifically requested. I'm looking at Len. We could do that. Is Len... Len's acting it out right now. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> but he, it's mime. He's so. yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he can't hear it. He, actually, since, <laughs> since Jump and every single weekend, yeah. he pantomimes his favorite book of the week. Yeah. yeah. It really yeah. adds a lot yeah. to the... We should so, do that video yeah. thing. He but, adds a lot to our experience, but yeah. no, no one else... It's great. It, it keeps things the, really comic-y. It kind of makes yeah. it easy for me, though, because... Uh, it, it always involves walking against the wind. <laughs> so, like, whatever comic book had walking against the wind in it, I'm like, ah, it's probably the one That's he's going to do. Flash That's his main, his main move. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes being trapped in a box. In a box. Sometimes. That was gonna, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just There's a box. There's that rope he's got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Home Dad Abroad. Oh, oh wait, wait. Hang on one oh, my second God. now. I uh, will. There is, now, point of fact, the oh, X marks oh. the x Corner Roundup Review Summit Club yep. Hoedown Symposium mm -hmm. uh, has not only still been going, but getting larger yeah, yeah. in name. <laughs> I mean, is that <laughs> this whole time? We should get props for that. <laughs> I don't it's think very that, annoying. I don't think that, yes. I don't think that was a segment when we started, though. No, no. This this has this has been a segment that yes. has grown naturally. That so has that overtaken that has overtaken right. the back issue book report. That's what it is. It's coming up with a new word. Yeah. That's the back issue. Prevents us. Uh, from doing but it, yeah. I I want to um uh, air high five. For uh, picking up Avengers, man, it's great. Oh, I yeah. love it. Thank you so much. I, I feel I feel mm. mildly validated because it's such a better book than than Justice League was. Well, let's talk about this week's books, guys. What? Mm. Uh, let's start off with my the one I'm the most excited about. Which one is it? I'm about to tell you. Oh, tell me. Hold hold on to. Your, I'm excited about yeah, this now. Get a horse and hold on to it. All right, I'll be right okay. back. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. <laughs> Strange Adventures number one, Horsey. Tom King, Mitch Jarrett, and Evan Doc Shaner. Oh. Uh, Adam Strange is the hero of Ran, a man famous throughout the galaxy for his bravery and honor. After leading his adopted home to victory in a great planetary war, Adam and his wife, Alana, retire to Earth, where they are greeted by cheers, awards, and parades. But not all is as happy and nice as it seems as the decisions Adam made during battles on Ran come back to haunt his family and threaten the entire DC universe. And now a surprise DC hero will have to choose between saving Adam Strange and saving the world. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Uh, so, uh, if you have listened to this show before, I apologize. 
<laughs> but also, I don't like Tom King very much. Mm. Uh, I have not finished The Vision as much as I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I have not finished Mr. Miracle as much as I enjoyed it. Mm. Those are two things on my back burner that I would like to finish, yeah. that I really enjoyed reading as I did. Mm -hmm. Then I read mm. Heroes in Crisis, uh. hated it, and... I think we all did. Mm. Batman, well, it's even, you know what? It's my own fault, because I was, the, I was the holdout being like, no, guys, listen. This is gonna go somewhere. It's gonna be great. One issue left. Gonna, it's gonna yeah. happen. He's gonna wrap it up. <laughs> you'll see, you'll eat your words and also this hat. Uh, I I it was my hat and I ate it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, what was the what was the last? Oh, the fucking Batman. Batman, Batman, how Batman yeah. ended. And I liked issues, about so. 20, 20 issues of that, maybe um, scattered throughout seventy five issues. Or was it eighty? Uh, uh, it was eighty five. It was eighty five. So here we are, Strange Adventures. It's a new twelve issue maxi series. Yet again. Off to a great start. I'm really enjoying it. I like the storytelling. I like the characters. I like the things that he's dealing with, which are, you know, he's, he was a soldier, yes? Not really. Yeah. I mean, he has been, but it's not archaeologist character. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm he's sorry. A... The writer, Tom King. Oh, oh that so, I don't uh, know. Yeah, he, he was a spy. Wasn't he was an ex-CIA. Yeah. So like, oh, is he that guy? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so dealing with soldiers having to go to war and then coming back to mixed reviews or like yeah. also the way people can turn on a dime as far yeah. as your... Um, your public mm. uh, public opinion is oh, concerned. Sure. Um, he's dealing with some interesting things here. I'm really enjoying it. What do you guys think? I enjoyed it. Um, actually, very surprising um, that I enjoyed it because I kind of like on your level with Tom King. But I thought it was interesting. Um, Adam Strange is a character I'd known for years. They never really did anything special with him yeah he's, a, he's another one of those characters i just don't care about uh, um i like the idea because his whole deal was that he gets yo-yoed back and forth between earth and ran and i never saw anybody like really play around with that mm -hmm. so this was kind of cool to see play around with that also and just the way that it was it was set up made me realize you know what every time he does go back to Rand, he's always there with his with his lady and her father, or Doctor Zardaz, or whoever, whatever. Zardaz. Yeah, in this, this full Flash Gordon world that he lives in. Um, but I didn't remember seeing the rest of Rand. You know, mm -hmm. like, and how do they think about you know this Earth guy all of a sudden coming to be their hero? They love him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> usually, or, yeah, usually. So his wife is Ranian. Ranian. Yes, I, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. 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 Um, so I thought it was kind of. I thought it was. Real interesting. I like the whole back and forth between the art between uh, Garrett, Jared, and um, Shaner, because mm -hmm. um, it's definitely they definitely had distinct styles <clears throat> which are different from one another, and yet they still, you know, complement one another in this book somehow. And I think that maybe is also because of the coloring as well. Um, it was. I, I'm trying not. I don't want to give away too much of the story, but it is basically like it. it it explores Adam Strange, the the character, which is what Tom King usually does when he picks apart mm -hmm. these like smaller characters. Um, you know, looking at what you think you know, and then trying to find some type of mystery in there. Um, for some reason, from page one, I saw the the Batman cameo coming. Um, oh. Hmm. I didn't see that coming at all. No, me neither. It actually I like, surprised oh, man, me that nice. it dealt with the rest of the DC universe. Uh, well, but, when I saw when I saw that as I, okay, maybe not from page one, but as I was reading along, and then it was all, you know, it became like this uh, this his public his public profile was taking a hit. 
mm-hmm. um, for reasons that didn't seem like you know he had a, he was like yo where does this where is this coming from it's like he's going to turn to Batman and see to like solve this I I, oh. I liked it in so much as it's something that you would ex- you you don't get to see in a book like this like when you're when you're thinking about like people's motivations and what they like options they have in these fictional universes it's like well why don't you just get Batman to mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he's the greatest detective, and you're friends with him. He's on your speed dial. Just go get him to figure it out. And they, he actually did this. Now, yeah, his Zeta Beam sure thing that... is kind of like that, I feel. Oh, not in this story, but always, you know, like in the beginning when it's just starting out, it makes sense, right? But eventually, like, you know, Hawkman, just enough with the Zeta Beam. If you want to live on Rand, just have him fly you there. Yeah. <laughs> live on Rand. Point. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What do you, do you guys I, feel? Okay, so one little mm. thing that I noticed about, or I didn't notice it, I was told this about uh, his run on Heroes in Crisis. Uh huh. Was that he asked DC, I have a story, who can I use? And then they gave him names, and uh, then he wrote around those names. Okay. And you could feel it in the story. At least hmm. I could. I could be like, in retrospect, mm-hmm. yeah, this, this, this everyone feels a little shoehorned as okay. opposed to naturally put in there. It's things like Vision and Mr. Miracle and Strange Adventures, they feel like he went in to do a character study on this particular mm-hmm. character, not, I want to do things with characters, mm. what can I do? Uh, yeah, I guess that seems like you could draw this. I mean, you could put a dark twist on any character, right? And this would be, this is an appropriate dark twist for Adam Strange. I am kind of, I, the thing is, I feel very torn about this book. I liked it, and I thought it was really good, and I enjoyed reading it. I also really like Adam Strange. And I don't want him to screw him up, <laughs> you know? Like, I want him to be a, a bold adventurer. Yeah, so every character that he goes <laughs> not, to, hang on, not to that's be a, what happens. Not to be, a contra- you know? not to be like, a super contrarian, but yeah, I, w- yeah. I wouldn't say dark twist. Okay. Because there's nothing, there's nothing, like, grotesque or macabre about what he's doing with I the character. It's no, no, <laughs> it's, it's literally just a grounded filter through these four-color stories. It's not grotesque. It's not a dark twist. It's not like... Now yeah. he's goth, or look at him punch a child. Like it's not a dark real, twist. I think he did something real bad, and his daughter well, died. I, can I? <laughs> you know, so like, I am not. I like. I loved this issue, and I'm. I'm not as um, down on. I don't. I don't want to say that because you well, guys. You like some, a lot of Tom I, I do like a lot of Tom yeah, King's yeah. work, and I actually just recently finished um, Sheriff of Babylon, which ah. he did with Mick Sherrod's. Mm-hmm. First of all, Mitch Jarrods leveled up with this book. Like his great. art, it, it was as great as it was before with. Um, mm. With Mr. Miracle, it's just it's up to another level, yeah, and Doc Shaner really is good. always just fun to watch. Oh, yeah. And the the fact that both of them have completely different styles, yet it was merged here, l- literally within panels on on the same page, and it doesn't feel jarring. It's just yeah. awesome. Mm. This, yeah, this I agree. This is my favorite way to handle multiple artists. Yes. Mm. As um, opposed to we ran out of time, someone help. It's like no, you well, do this yeah, portion. Yeah. You do this. Portion. I mean, this was clearly the choice. Right. Yeah, absolutely. contrasting the yeah, two yeah. worlds. But, yeah, yeah. But the difficulty of Having like panel work being sparsed out between two sure. different people, it like and it, for it to f- still feel cohesive is just wild. Yeah, and, and this was oh fantastic. yeah, it's really well done. I think also this is a thing you had mentioned another book that he had just done, and I already forget the title. Mister Miracle? No, 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 a non mainstream book, Sheriff of yeah. Babylon. So if this was a story about an adventurer that was very similar to Adam Strange, I would probably not have any misgivings at all. Right? right. If it was like a news story. Um those are my misgivings about it. It's like, oh, Mr. Miracle, uh, uh, Thomas Wayne was a big jerk. Uh, the Vision I didn't read, but I think, you know, it was not so... But I really do want to read it. Wally so West was, was a mass Alex, murderer. Alex Stranger. 
Yes. It'd be fine. It would be like, even little, stranger. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but, B, I challenge you. Like, yeah, you yeah. say you like Adam Strange. Yeah. But really, come on. Be honest. I'm be honest what with you. What has Adam Strange really done? Yeah, what is, For once in your other, life, Brian, be honest. <laughs> other, than, other than the idea of Adam Strange that yeah. you love, what yeah. about him? Like, yeah, why what what makes him so untarnishable right now to, to you? Like, what, what, like you're, the basis of your fear. Right. No, I'm just kind of like... Oh, that's Tom King's deal. That's what Tom King does is he takes a character and and grounds it by making it bad. You know, I mean, dark. It's not bad. Do you ever notice everything you turned out, everything you thought was a lie never turns out well? It's not like, oh, you thought Lex Luthor was a villain, but he's actually a good guy. You know what I mean? It's always more realistic means harsher reality. And in a lot of ways that's true, but I like Adam Strange as this, like, crazy sci-fi adventurer. Well, you you have a deep... Deep love for the Silver Age. I do. Yeah, I yeah. do like that. And stuff. so you're yeah. afraid of this with this modern telling of a of a story of Silver Age character is just going to tarnish it for you. And here's the thing that I would be totally cool with if they tell this story and it's awesome and it's a great story, and then, you know, it's just obviously I don't know how it's going to end, but later writers kind of forget about it if they want to, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So like I say, I'm torn about it because I enjoyed reading it. I'm just like, ah, it is. Yeah. Darker, you know. I mean, yeah. it, but it's black label. That's what S- black label is. You know. Um, what I appreciate about Tom King's work, work, uh, success or failure, based off of the the series, it sounds like it, it's mileage varies at this mm. table, let alone in yeah. the world. Sure, sure. Um, he takes these um, genres and tropes and attempts to tell a different type of story with them, mm-hmm. but thematically. So, like. Mm-hmm. Um, Heroes in Crisis, none of us liked it, but it was explicitly about PTSD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mir- Mr. Miracle was explicitly about depression and not necessarily being able to understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vision, Vision was kind of about familial anxiety and mm. like the panic attacks of having a family because he was going through that at the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what this is going to be, but the point that you made about like, you know, soldiers coming back to war and not necessarily it being as rosy and, and heroic as, as possible, that doesn't tarnish a hero. That actually yeah. makes them more uh, relatable. I'm not talking about like whether it tarnishes a hero in the real world or anything like that. <laughs> I'm talking about stories that I want to read. and You know what I mean? No, and also, Adam Strange is not a soldier. Like He never was. He's the hero of Ran. He's not, he's not he in an army. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously it's not far off from what, but that's not like, that's not in his character. Right. He is, there, he's not part of an army, even as Iranian. Mm-hmm. He is the right. singular, heroic, like Flash right. Gordon type guy. But he was conscripted into a war, and he came back from it. And that's kind of like the Ran Thanagar yeah. War, like it happens with Ran and yeah. Adam Strange and what have you. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, like Mr. Miracle, I really enjoy it, and, uh, and I'm interested in continuing reading this. And Just I apprehensive. It. Yeah, it, okay, basically, yeah. 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 Like, the, yeah. The one thing that uh, sort of stuck with me a little bit, and it's fine, you know, just for the sake of the story, I get it. But the the reality of guy comes back from a planet and then writes a book, and then everyone considers him a war hero without any proof of any of this happening. I Do you guess know what I mean? Like, everyone's reacting as if he's a, an American, pardon, you know, just to pick a, a country, an American war hero, and his exploits are well known, and he went and won mm. uh, a war against terror or something, you know? And so all of Americans are like, oh my God, you've done it. But there's it's just a guy shows up in a costume, <laughs> is like, hey guys, I wrote this book. 
It's true. He might be fairly well known <laughs> also on, you know, like he doesn't help out on Earth too often, right. but he can. Yeah. And he's like, he's been friends with Batman for years, so he may have been seen alongside the Justice League from time to time. He was just vouched. You know, that kind of thing. Isaac, <laughs> yeah. Okay. What did you guys think about this at the end? This, the last page is like text by Carmine Infantino about him creating Adam. Uh, Adam yeah, so um, he, um, Tom King does that with a, Every every one of these, this and Mr. Miracle explicitly, mm -hmm. uh, he does these where it'll start and or end with uh, a quote. Th so he didn't do it by the writer last time. Last time with Mr. Mm -hmm. Miracle, it was always a quote or a line of dialogue explicitly pulled from Steve Ditko's run okay. on Mr. Miracle. So all that. Was it Ditko? Fourth uh -huh. World? That is Kirby. Jack Kirby. Kirby. I'm Kirby. so sorry. Kirby. I'm so sorry. Based on Jim Steranko, yeah. actually, the character. Uh, mm. Partial. Good. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sorry. I lost my thought. Uh, uh, that they, that he, he does this. Every, every sing, yeah. Uh, yeah, at the end of every single issue, it was um, like a big title text of how will he get out of this and do this and next text. Like mm. that was all explicitly mm. pulled directly from oh. old issues of Mr. Miracle. So I think this, this is, is like an up, a, this is like an upgrade of that or, or it, another level up of that where it's talking about the actual writer. It's an interesting twist. I remember, you know, like talking about the character mm -hmm. in the book itself, but also in a way that is not. It's not explicitly the writer talking. It could mm. be somebody talking about Ran and, and whatever. True, true. Also, the fact that Carmen Infantino did it is, I think, a lot of what I liked about, like, his futuristic stuff. So cool. Like yeah, his, it's like a piece of a thesis yeah. at the end of this book to kind of, like, level yeah, set you. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I really liked it. And I'm, I love seeing Miss um, Terrific. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I've I've always liked him as a character, and I'm hoping that he's back as I want him to be know, like, like the third lead in this book. I th like, no, I, I think he's yeah, I, I love more that. than that. I think it's like him and Adam Strange are the two. That's my understanding. He's a lot of but he was kind of not himself for a while with the new Fifty Two, and I'm yeah. hopefully he's back. back. Um, did Batman say no? I I can't research this because I'm too close. Yeah. Yes. I think it's so funny when. Like, because knowing how many things Batman right. is too close to that he investigates, right? Uh, and then for it this was, time, he'd be like, he, I think it was more that other people wouldn't he was believe just like, him, I got which was strange. I, well, it really, in reality, he was way too busy selling all of his issues of first appearances of Punchline online. Yeah, he's yeah. got a, he's got a like whole eBay wait, store. What? He's got, he, he has to uh, watch all of those uh, yeah. transactions and make sure I it's all going down. In real time, the ridiculous response to the mm -hmm. first appearance of Punchline, the Joker's new girlfriend, oh. Batman number 89. Yes. Uh, and then awesome. in Heroes, what was it? Um, Hell Arisen. Hell Arisen number three. Number three. Oh. All these people buying it and like flipping it on eBay. That's all it is. Oh, sweet. I just, um, I just want to, real quick, um, yeah. no, you made a, like a little side comment about. Um, Terrific. Mr. Terrific, and you know, hoping like he's a third lead because you were giving Alana some credit. Yeah, I will give Tom King credit here too because just as unlike Brian, <laughs> I don't think anything's been done with Adam Strange for really. So I was, I'm <laughs> I very, disagree with that. <laughs> I, I, I'm very happy to see somebody doing something with him. I'm also happy with um, his de his depiction of Alana in here as well because she's another person who pretty much has just been. She's usually his, Zardath's daughter. Yeah, Zardath's daughter, his his yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's not so that. She's got a personality here. Well, I, oh, also, I'm not. Uh, uh, like, I'm happy something's being done with him. I was like, awesome. Put this on my pull list right away. I'm just, you know, uh, apprehensive. I'm apprehensive. It looks like his daughter is dead, and that's sad, man. You know, and I know that shit happens in the real world, but 
it's sad. And yeah, uh, yeah. This, but we've had this. Seem to be acting like a couple whose daughter has died. So far in this first well, issue. Well, we don't know, well, we how, don't know how long it's been. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Batman number 90 by James Tinney the fourth and Jorge Jimenez, the mysterious master criminal known only as the designer. <laughs> Once brought together Gotham City's greatest criminals to plot the perfect crime, and now his plan has been unleashed upon the city in all its might. Batman will go to any length to uncover the grand design, but Catwoman is the one who holds the greatest secret. If Batman wins against the designer, he will lose... Everything. I don't know why I sounded so excited about that. <laughs> yeah, you uh, sounded like the designer, JD, no! whose name we still don't know. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your implications. I'm going oh, to design was that you're the designer. your death. <laughs> no! Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to design you designing his death. Oh! And, and then, then the I'm, designer's going to design the design of me designing your death. Well, that is Ooh, the Somebody problem, design me a way out of this store. What? Uh, oh! Okay. Uh, Noel was making then. a point there about the, the designer and the scene with him talking to the Gotham's greatest villains who at one point were just sort of like, let's have a giant typewriter and we'll get the Batman. Hmm. Um, and he's like, you guys got to start thinking ahead. You keep losing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we were talking about this before, uh, Noel and I, before we recorded, and... This character, the designer, his plan is to sit individually with Catwoman, Penguin, Joker, and the Riddler and just brainstorm. We're just going to have a, a powwow where you tell me a plan and then somehow, mysteriously within that, that the confines of that room, we will come up with the perfect crime that Batman can't outthink 10 years ahead of you. So, so uh, it's worse than that. To me, to me, it's worse than that. It's the the... Inception of this character, this designer character, is something I feel like I came up with when I was like eight and writing my first story about like he just needed a bigger gun mm -hmm. and then he won. Yeah, you so like sue DC Comics, I know, right? <laughs> so uh, his whole thing and his like origin, as he tells it, is I thought harder and yeah. longer, and then I stuck myself in a room and then I thought of all the things that I thought harder <laughs> and longer about and knew everything more. It's it's the it's the escalation uh, trap of like, well, he's smart. Well, he's smarter. Well, I'm smarter than the smarter. Well, you're smarter than the smarter than the yeah, smarter. Yeah. I hated that. Yeah. But mm. when it came down to getting these characters in a room and showing them what they could be, I liked that aspect. Yeah. And then I liked that it broke well, with you, Joker. That was a cool setup. I yeah. just hated Where everything getting Joker there. Could be. Yeah. It was yeah. A, a quote unquote serious version of Bat Shark Repellent. Essentially, yeah. right? It's just, aha, yeah. uh -huh, I've already thought ahead to this shark eating my leg, and I have created a bad shark repellent. All right. See, I, yeah. think, I think the idea of it. Now, I'm with Len. If you get a way out of this story, I'll follow you. You <laughs> like, get a way out of this store, I think, because we're oh, yeah. all being dumb. <laughs> oh, I thought you said story. Yeah. I mean, I thought you meant this Batman to story. Our tomato, tomato. Len, <laughs> <laughs> stay. Uh, Oh, I'm here. <laughs> oh, so good. I was saying I probably would have liked it better if this guy had some sort of innate ability. Mm -hmm. uh, where he can just, uh, maybe he's able to see the future and you tell me your plan and then I'm able to tap into that future and be like, no, Batman's going to do this. Ah, so what if that we would do be this cooler. to counter that? That would be cooler. Because I like the idea, I like the theory of the idea of like, oh yeah, they do kind of level up by... You know, one encounter, then you outsmart, you know, and then, mm -hmm. well, what if I could go all at once? But there are several, like, if this guy is so great, why didn't he, you know, why wasn't he able to do that? Like, if this was Joker and Batman, well, and Joker did it to Batman, he would... He was able to do that for his own 
quote unquote business, no, his I'm own sorry. crime and against his own nemesis, who I'm not entirely sure who this is supposed uh, to be. I think I know who it's supposed to be, and I think it's pretty cool. Tell me. Zoro. Oh, it's actually Zoro. I mean, not the is, guy who fights Zoro? I mean, there No, no, no. Zoro is the other guy. The designer is. His yeah, nemesis, yeah. whoever Zoro's nemesis might be. I don't know. Anti Zoro. Bizarro yeah. Zoro. I don't know. I, Bizarro. <laughs> Bizarro. <laughs> I Also, too, I, I think I, like, I, at first I was fine, but I think I hate the character design with the, uh, the camo hammer pants uh, and the giant boots and the stupid furry collar. Like, it's this is an awful character I like design. No. I don't mind the white mask with the D on it. That's fine. You but the rest the is so ridiculous. You you just had like the splash page. Where, yeah, I, I just yeah. had it. I can't oh, I just got that. Find it again. You meant you meant penis. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, or dick, as what? is colloquially this. known, oh. which starts with a D. Oh. This D is for dick. He's also <laughs> yes. he's also got tons of gold chains and like oh, yeah. medals. This is the worst. And a big dumb sword. Yes, it's yeah. dumb. I, I'm Maybe I'm not enjoying this because even even if for. to your point, even if he had an inherent ability, that's almost even like. How this appears in the story, it's almost even lazier because it's like, oh, he's not super smart. He's psychic. Like, well, I just I mean, stop it. At least give it. No, I just want a reason. I want a reason other than a thought hard. What if he's. Well, I mean. I think if when he goes into that room and he thinks real hard, if it like. And somehow that unlocked mm-hmm. the ability to like plan him. Because well, that I would like be the, very Silver Agey too, wouldn't it? What? It sort of like. Hmm. Yeah, I guess maybe if he was like a metahuman. Yeah. That, I think at best he's maybe immortal. At best, because like a, of all these flashbacks uh, we're seeing. Oh, this a, could be like in the 1800s. Or yeah, something. At, yeah, at best, he's just been around so long that he could figure stuff out easier. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's the same thing as just Vandal Savage. So, yeah, the only thing aspect about this I kind of like. For some reason, I was getting the vibe that, you know, with the flashback of Catwoman and her meeting up with, you know, Batman's like, you know, main, you know, the most popular villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way she was telling the story, I was like, oh. I wonder if this is their kind of answer to when things made a switch tonally from Silver Age mm-hmm. to like the yep. Grimmer, oh, yeah. to the 80s. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, I feel you on, I, 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 I will ride with you on this. But then they go into a room, and I'm like, oh, this is dumb. I mean, I that's and I think you 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 said it a lot quicker than I could have. Uh, that's the only part of the story that I liked when they're all shown potential and then that falls apart. However, they you can't unring a bell. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the Joker saw... part was dumb. Like, the, oh, we don't have his amount of money. Yeah. Eh, let's leave it all behind. The Joker saw that, oh, I can get more done by being a cruel, maniacal bastard. Mm-hmm. At least we assume. So it's just like a, a switch was flipped and like, oh, that's what I am now. Right. The same with these other villains. Like, Cobblepot probably saw that he can make more money by um, investing in legitimate businesses and having a little underworld so he does it like it's all they all get to where they're supposed to be and i think they're trying to make a case that this is the impetus of that from silver age to right to current, right which is super cool everything around it though it just yeah. bugs me yeah. plus plus for, i don't i don't believe i don't hear Catwoman's voice like mm. her narrating does not that does not sound like selena to me mm. Qu- question too so like the reveal at the end of this is that her thing was that she should rob bruce wayne mm-hmm. and that this designer now has come back and he's enacting all of their plans mm-hmm. yeah. wouldn't if you were engaged to or in love with Tell bruce no. wayne slash batman uh-huh. wouldn't you start with Yo, by the way, they're stealing your <laughs> shit now. Yeah. Or would you tell them a tale first? 
before telling them they're oh, stealing your shit. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> he, like, and he's like, no, on. no, you have to be in the right mindset. You have to remember. Yeah. He's like, Selena, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me the thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come <laughs> on. When you were telling me this story and we were having flashbacks. They, yeah. they did it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, start with, like, you're burying the lead. And you know what? Your That's dowry's really gone. Yeah. <laughs> so That's shut hilarious. up. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, even if, well, yeah, I keep going back to this character. Like, if it was revealed that he was a Batman from another reality, another di- uh, another universe, mm. and that's why he can outthink the Batman of this universe in order to help sense. the villains, yeah. then even that would I would make feel a little bit better. There's, but. there's, that's cool. it's that's so cool hard. Idea. It's it, like the inherent difficulty of like reviewing these books because it's just chapters of a larger story. Yeah. Yeah. So the things that we have problems with now might not be problems later. Sure. However, there are times when these issues blatantly miss something, and you have to like kind of give it the benefit of the doubt that maybe yeah. it'll eventually explain itself. Yeah. A la Heroes in Crisis and yeah. JD's debacle gonna, last year. It's going to work out, guys. <laughs> However, like, and I think this was on Slash Filmcast at one point, there's a point where we start to review a book that we didn't read because we keep filling in these gaps of stuff we wish oh, we saw. Yeah. True. Or maybe yeah. it's this or maybe yeah, yeah. it's that. And it's just like, pull back because you're reviewing a book that you didn't read. I think the Silver Age thing, though, is there. Like, Selena That's says cool, yeah. that in the text. Like, back then, it was we a different were coming time. up with... And and I think even mentions like a giant something or other, right? Like yeah, it's just something something to work, yeah. something to that effect. Yeah, yeah. Billion, she- Billionaire Island by Mark Russell and Steve Pugh. A savage satire reuniting pew, pew. the critically acclaimed team behind DC's Flintstones. Mark Russell and Steve Pugh. Pew, 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 pew. In an all-new creator-owned <laughs> series, welcome to Billionaire Island, where anything goes, if you can afford it. But the island's ultra-rich inhabitants are about to learn that their ill-gotten gains come at a very high price. Every Ahoy comic also features extra prose stories and illustrations. True story. I did not know that. Hmm. Um, so, I thought, uh, I've heard really good things about Mark Russell. Did he do the Snagglepuss? Yes. I heard very. I read the first issue of that. I thought it was uh, very interesting. I think he does a lot of interesting things with pre-established characters like the Flintstones. Second coming. Second also coming. Also pre-established coming. character. That's true. And we really liked it. All yeah. of. I the, loved it. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys get the chance to finish you know, it? I didn't finish it, but it's I really enjoyed good. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this, uh, I was like, oh, okay. You know, I went in with high hopes, thinking, oh, Mark Russell is going to make a lot of really like biting social commentary, and he's really going to really surprise me with hmm. some of the subtleties of. Oh, that's what this is about. Mm. And there was none none of that to be had. Uh, I don't think there was anything subtle about it. I think it was very on the nose. There's a billionaire who traps people he doesn't like in a, a giant hamster cage where they have to drink out of a hamster water bottle. And yeah, it's, it's literally a hamster cage. Yeah, <laughs> hamster wheel. I don't know. It just it, it felt very on the nose and ham fisted, and hmm. it, I wasn't really didn't really seem like it was saying anything new that I didn't already know or feel about billionaires. Hmm. I very much liked this. Excellent. Uh, That's why. So uh, the first half of the book, like you, the the part that you mentioned, is really just like the last third. The first half of the book is about a um, former security uh, person, kind of like a. Dark or black water type of uh, foreign security that goes and protects assets overseas. Um, and he had, uh, he witnessed a lot of people die by the manipulations of a large food corporation that was feeding the poor, but really it was giving them diseases and killing them off to decrease the surplus population. This is in 2044, so it's like 20, 20 years from now. 
Um, and he is on a rampage because his wife and son died. So he's on a rampage to kill all of these these executives that were responsible for all of these thousands of deaths. He finds out that there is the main guy is on this place called Billionaire Island, which is a floating island in what? Uh, what's the, the what's the what's the uh, what's the waters? The international water. International water. Yeah. Water. yeah water. <laughs> Um, there are no laws. There are right. no laws. It's essentially billionaire pirates. Yeah. Right. So he has to find a way to get on the on on the island to take his exact his revenge. As that's happening, a reporter is actually trying to get to the truth with this billionaire, and then gets trapped in that room. You find out in that room there is a bunch of these people who either ticked him off or he doesn't want to deal with, so he throws him in this cage. Yeah, like a, uh, a, a tax auditor. Well, his his accountant. His that accountant, was just like, hey, something's weird here. Oh yeah, if you just want to wait go, in the waiting room, that's yeah, great. Yeah, the waiting room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, some some like hipster artisan that made him something at one point. He didn't like it. Um, uh, a a little corporate peon that just is sitting there the whole time. So, and each one of them has a specific reason that they're there and a specific reason as to why they aren't enticed to leave, yeah. which is just a larger commentary for the working class. Like, yeah. these people who think they're there for a reason and it's a test, these people that are there, they're like, well, I, you know, I got food and water. They pay us. Like, yeah, not so asking often, why they're getting paid because they, they can't pay drop, it. Uh, they just drop floating $100 yeah. bills and they're like, ha-ha. Which are useless they, to them. Yeah, the guy's like, yeah. you, you no, can't that's an leave. Interesting, so, so there's, I did not see that. There's a lot of, of like, with, with his books, there's a lot of super on the nose stuff. Yeah. But then you... You peel back one layer, and it's a larger commentary of like something like really biting. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not about like the the quick one liner so much. So like this scene that you have on your on your page, the money's coming down from the from the vents, and everybody's yeah. jumping up like, oh, it's payday! Like, what are you gonna do with that money? Right. The hipster is just like sellouts, but then one hundred dollar bill comes his way, and he just folds it up and puts it in his pocket. Right. So this idea, like it's right there, is just a two-panel commentary about the idea of of uh, elitism and the many levels of it mm. that you're no better than. So there's there's a lot of pieces in here if you want to see them. However, if the general conceit doesn't appeal to you, yeah. you're not going to see them. You're not. Well, gonna want no, them. I, I yeah. saw all these things, and I agree with all these things. It's not that I'm. It's not one of those things where I'm like, ah, he's making political statements, and I don't oh, agree no, no, no. with these political statements. I'm a 100 percent everything behind yeah, everything yeah. that he's portraying here and like well the ideas that he's trying to get across i'm like yes this yes this yes this i just didn't think that it was handled in a a way that i thought was interesting to read because it was so on the nose and i was like oh well okay well here's this up and here's this layer up saw that and here's this you know it just didn't really um just didn't engage me that's all I did not see the metaphor that the Noel had brought class? up of the yeah the people in the cage wheel. are each a representative. I of didn't them. get it until the, that scene that you just pointed out with the mm. dollar, and I was like, oh, I see what we're doing here. Yeah, like her in the hamster wheel. She she explicitly yeah. is like the corporate yeah. raider who's yeah. just like, we're here for a fucking test. We're doing it, yeah. and she like yeah. leans in. She actually uses the language leans, leans into in. it. Yeah, yeah. when she's yeah. run actually running on yeah. the, the hamster wheel. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. I didn't like just so you know I didn't mean to to insinuate that you didn't like. Oh, no. Get it? I no. mean, it just—it's. Oh, that's what I thought. It's yeah, a, I did. Oh, yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. What I meant to say is that you're fucking stupid. Oh no, you're right. And how I you thought you were on the nose yeah, with saying that. Situations. <laughs> Let's state it yeah. flat out. Yeah, uh, but, just like this book but, does. Noel told me I'm yeah. fucking stupid instead of writing a compelling story about uh, me being stupid. I uh, just like just like with Tom King, I've actually recently read a good handful of Mark mm-hmm. Russell stuff, and I, I guess I'm just kind of—it's just a muscle. You're in that Russell muscle. Uh, yeah, Russell muscle. flexing your Russell muscle. Yeah, it, it's just it it, uh, it works a little better on me, and I love Steve Pugh, so yeah. I enjoyed this issue a lot. I really a lot. would like to go back and read, um, finish up 
Snagglepuss. Yeah. That looks. Mm. That, I remember really thinking the first issue of that was great. Mm. Yeah. I'm not against. Uh, oh wait, wait. Didn't he, what's the one he did? He didn't do Dial H for mm. Hero. He did Wonder Twins. Yeah. That one I want to read too. So awesome. Yeah, I want to try that out. Mm. Um. Hey, Brian. Hey. Do you know what time it is? Thunder round. Yeah, that's, that's the time. That's exactly it. Um, hey, Len, what's a thunder round? I don't know. <laughs> you have 60 well, you seconds know what? to explain. I'll tell you. <laughs> a thunder round is where each of us or a couple of us get 60 seconds on the clock to discuss, not to discuss, to diatribe. Hey, monologue. To monologue. Yeah. Monologue. 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 One of these Monologue. Uh, I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock, and I'm going to throw it to whoever's doing Marvel number one. I forgot Ooh, that's to take it me. It's Brian. It's me, Brian. Um... <laughs> um uh, Marvel number one by Alex Ross, Kurt Busiek, Steve Rude, Frank Espinoza, and Sajan Sayani. You've got one s- minute on the clock. Go. <laughs> uh, so I enjoyed this. I always like to see this, like, uh, this thing was going to happen in comics and then it didn't happen for whatever reason. And that's what this is, that this was Alex Ross's original idea for Marvels. And so it's just, like, it's interesting to me in that way. Um but that aside, I also I always love what looking at Alex Ross art is always phenomenal. Um, Nightmare being the the lead is not the lead, but the the framer is odd. We'll see, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, he's not certainly not a traditional. It's not the Watcher or Galactus or whatever. Um, so I really liked the first story, and I really like the art with Spider Man. Uh, which is a little surprising to me. I don't normally like this kind of art that much. It reminded me of an artist named Tim Biscop. It's very like pop surreal. Um, and uh, I have a book called Pop Surrealism. And there's some stuff in there that looks like this. Um, and I, I thought the... the End web- of round! Oh, no. That was really <laughs> oh, fast. No. Oh, no. Uh, I like the second story, too. Shut up! No, no, you're not allowed. And anyway, here are my detailed thoughts about the second story. <laughs> Hey, Noel. Yo. Why don't you tell us about Outer Darkness Chew, number one, which is a crossover between two separate titles, Outer Darkness and Chew, uh, by John Lehman, Afu Chan, and Rob Guillory. You get 60 seconds. Go. I would like to preface this 60 seconds with the fact that I have not read either of the series that this <laughs> book is merging. We are Outer Darkness. Yes. Yeah, yeah I would like to spend some of the 60 seconds. That's what I said. You said preface. Okay. You said preface. I'd Let's like to this. preface this 60 seconds. Oh. You got 46 <laughs> seconds left. Anyway, I'd like to preface what I'm going to say for the rest of this 60 seconds. <laughs> with what? With the fact that I've never read either, <laughs> either series. Um, art's great. Uh... I kind of understood what was going on, but I didn't get any of the references and or like jokes and fun stuff, even though they did have pages that uh, explained to me what was happening, like a book does. Um, (laughs) It was was a mishmash of tones, and I don't know if it was as successful. Like, uh, the Chew world is, is crazy and weird, and then the Outer Darkness world is, well, pretty grotesque and a little dark so i uh, just off of this first issue i can't tell if they've completed it there's one really funny scene End where rounds. okay although i do have a question because i gave up on it um oh you so started to read the book itself i started to read it and i just stopped i was like i don't i don't care um there's the artist drawing the chew section yeah and there's an artist drawing the outer darkness section yes mm-hmm. do those two merge nope. 
No. Well, no, Afu-chan mm-mm. takes over when the two characters are in the outer darkness world. Ah, I was wondering if, I thought it would be kind of, I was wondering, like, can oh, I, maybe. Can I, can I have five seconds? Yeah, we fucked up your time. Go ahead. Um, there is one scene where the, I don't know, the partner character. End around. No, we still have two more Christ. seconds. No, I started after. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, finish. Where the partner character actually looks into the future because they're in the future. And what he's doing is he's actually just reading the series, Chew. God damn it. And each panel is one, three, six, eighteen, twenty-one, thirty. I assume those are issues of Chew where something big happens yeah. and you see his uh, response yeah. to each one. Oh. And then he finally gets to the second one and he comes back and says, We have to leave. Because yeah, he knows the future. Because cool. 60 was the last This was issue. really, that, cool. that was the only real cute thing that I didn't need reference to understand. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, if I had read those issues, I would have had even more reference. Yeah, but yeah. it was still pretty cute. I was like, yeah. oh, that's that's real self-aware. I like that. Yeah, this is definitely for fans of those two only things. Only for fans, yeah. 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 I mean, and fine. to be fair, you know, looking at it, makes sense. There's a yeah, there's a real small audience that's going to love the shit out of this, yeah, yeah. except it's just a real small audience. Yeah. <laughs> no one else apply. Uh, Strange Academy number one by Scotty Young and Umberto Ramos, a sorcerer's school for the Marvel Universe. The Marvel Universe has mysteriously changed in such an alarming way that Doctor Strange has done what he's avoided for decades. He's opened a school for young sorcerers. Young people from around the world with aptitude in magic have been brought together in New Orleans, Nolens, to study the magic, mystic arts under Strange, Brother Voodoo, the Ancient One, the Scarlet Witch, magic, Hellstrom, and all your favorite Marvel magicians. But with all the new magical threats, is it too late? I had no interest in reading this book. I thought it, was, it looked cute. I'm like, oh, it's going to be Harry Potter in Marvel. Um, and I like Scotty Young. I, I, don't, I haven't read much of what Scotty Young has written. I've dabbled in Middle West. I liked... Uh, Fairyland. I hate Fairyland, but then I fell off. Uh, I really do love his art. His like super deformed chibi versions of heroes, I think, are a lot of fun. Um, but this, I thought, was a lot of, a lot of fun. I thought this was great. Uh, I was in it from Jump Street. Uh, I like all of the different. My favorite part was when they're introducing new characters coming into the school for their orientation, their first day. And my favorite guy is, is it Dylan Dormammu? What is his name? Oh, oh, I don't Dor- know what his name is. Doyle. Doyle. Is Doyle. Doyle Dormammu. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doyle. And he just looks like Dormammu with a with a floating strange, not a pumpkin head, whatever he's made of. I'm never yeah. I've never been certain the Why way they draw him, him yeah. like, what it is. I think I wonder if it was supposed to be sort of like fire because they used to draw Johnny Storm the same way in that like lines on his face, face. thing. And yeah. I've never understood why they couldn't just draw him as Johnny Storm with, with fire, fire around him. Yeah, they yeah. always made him into this weird. Sock creature. And it was like a big deal in the 90s when they're like, oh, now because of digital coloring, we can just draw Johnny Storm and put fire around it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of wonder if that's Dormammu also. Oh, does he not have kids? <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. No, he's wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were saying that you, you thought Doyle was actually Dormammu. Oh, no, 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 Shooting blanks. He adopted, transformed this child. It's but interesting. I just, I just really liked, I like his design with his popped collar yeah. and everything. He's a douchey um, Dormammu. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Loki's here. I like there's a there's an ice giant, a frost giant. Yeah. I, I really like where Scotty Young is pulling all of these different characters from in the Marvel Universe and putting them all together for yeah. uh, a super fun uh, total, what is it, total strangers now. Odd couple kind of thing, Uh. pairings, you know. 
Um, I think total it's strangers. strangers. Total, total strangers. strangers. We should do. Oh, it could be like an odd couple, perfect strangers mashup. Ah, uh, Balky. Yeah. Well, that's don't the second time we've referenced Larry. perfect strangers yeah. <laughs> last month. Um, so yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. What do you guys think? I like I this like one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it, fun. It, it, I, I'm curious though. Well, I didn't want to go here, but. We like the book. It's, it's, it's Harry Potter and Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I mean, some of the things, you know, they talk about how this the school has been here. or The building. The building has been there forever, but this is the first year of the school. Um, I don't know whether or not all of these characters, I think some of these characters are original, like, to this book. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. some of them are yeah. pulled from other places. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, but I like them. I like the design and everything like that. My one like cynical note is whether or not and this does seem very thought out so I I would imagine that they've given thought to this book and Scotty Young is somebody who you know I think they probably gave a nice bit of lead time so that he can actually you know draw this and we don't know Simbo Ramos. oh well 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 yeah Scotty Scotty he's wrote it he wrote it okay um but my one cynical thing is whether or not Marvel is put this book out specifically timed with strange adventures. Oh, because of the word strange? Huh. To confuse the shopper. They do that. There was that, you remember that identity, oh, whatever identity thing? Disc. Identity, yes. disc. identity disc yes. right during Identity Crisis. Oh my God, which was such a slap together. Like, oh. why was it even called this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was infuriating. I see what you're saying hmm. because you said it. And it was clear. And you have synesthesia. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's right. um, I can see the colors of your yeah, words. Your words colorful. Um, nice font there, in that balloon. There's so there's so much going on here that this does. Even if that's the case, very well handled. Mm-hmm. It feels mm. it does not feel slapdash like uh, the identity disc, yeah. which was like even as a kid, I was like, what the, f- right. what is, get the, stop it. Um, this this is there's a lot going on. There's a lot of different puzzle pieces. There's a lot of different characters being created, and um, uh, it doesn't. If, if it is the case, they nailed it. They did a good job. And he, it, it, he they might have just been like, oh, we also have a character named Strange. Can we do something with that? Mm-hmm. Which would still be for that purpose. And oh, shitty, I but, that's that's the know, other part yeah. of my brain. The other part of my brain is like this. This smells Feige, like you know doing something with strange hmm. creating more characters that uh, we can start proliferating into maybe. the next generation so and they, some of them uh, are as films. like a bunch of them are as guardian and, and also pulling into tv as I well don't, i don't i haven't i haven't thought in uh in full multimedia yet my the only thing that this really reminded me of was avengers arena oh which i loved well yeah i i, did, I loved but i didn't love it at jump like it, it took like two or three issues to really like settle in because you knew what the stakes were, whereas those first two issues were just like, introducing oh, these people. You're just doing that. Well, they were all derivative characters too, like Death Locket, and like they he he made up all of these characters that had some sort of like maybe legacy relation to pre-established characters, which this also feels like. I'm always a sucker for that though. I like Me Death too. Locket. I like I, Teen Lantern. I yeah. like Ginny Hex. Exactly. Sure. Like it's, I love that kind of thing. Uh, on yeah, face yeah. value, it's just like, all right, let's see what you do with this. Yeah, yeah. And there's some that, like to your point, Len, uh, it's just to sell uh, IP and then to others like Avengers Arena where it's just like, oh God, this is fantastic. Yeah. Creating those new characters meant that there, none of them were safe. Yeah. And technically, um, Secret Wars was just to sell uh, yeah. toys. Yeah. yeah. Either way, that's what this reminded me of and for good and bad. Like the... 
some of some of this issue because it was all set up felt a little a little slight like okay 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 get to it get to mm-hmm. it but it was super charming so i really really dug it mm-hmm. um i just uh, the real story is going to be like around issue three or four mm. what yeah. what's this actually going to be and sure. is that going to keep my interest mm. yeah, yeah for sure i like the art also and i am not usually a fan of umberto ramos i know a lot of people really are and i'm in definitely the minority on that i just his art doesn't really click with me usually but i liked it for this i yeah. thought it was cool is, you know am I, I like him much better on this than on like spider spider-man is the yeah. are the the inks and the colors are a little bit more subdued than usual for oh, yes. him. Well, yeah. the and color, then, the coloring is far more muted. It's like watercolor, yes. and yes. the inks are and I think that really works for a magical thick. kind of. It book. Feels like. Um, and how is the ancient one there? Is that why is he a teacher there? Is anybody? He's been back for a bit. He's been back for a bit. Yeah, okay. he can. Well, that, my question in my head that yeah. I didn't actually ask out loud was: Till I now. thought all of the magic was gone from the earth because of um, the. Doctor Strange. Oh, the Jason Aaron Doctor Strange. The empirical. He took care of that. Well, uh, to make a long story short, it's back, baby. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thanks. They, they say that in the. <laughs> they they're do. like, they now do. the magic With is the back. With the finger guns. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Doctor like, Who, page three, panel yeah. five. It's uh, back, baby. <laughs> yeah, but he it, says something about he, that. He brings it all back, but it, it's it's back in a very um, uh, uncontrollable kind of. It's it's Shit's you know different. it's it, over the over yeah. millennia it was refined. Now it's a little bit more raw. Yeah, so all of these new magic users, and this is like their reboot. Like, like you said, it was hey, cool, which for some reason no one had ever done yeah. in the history of the universe like, before maybe now. We should, maybe we should teach these people not to explode or kill <laughs> right. things. Yeah. Right. Professor yeah. Xavier had the right idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Xavier was right. That didn't go wrong at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to check out the fun. next couple of issues of yeah. this. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, in, yeah. I'm on board, and I think it's great. Superman Villains by Brian Michael Bendis, Matt Fraction, Jody Hauser, Michael Gatos, Riley Rosmo, Scott Godlewski, Brian Hitch, and probably more. The Man of Steel's greatest villains react to the biggest news to ever rock the DC Universe. Lex Luthor, Mongol, Toy Man, the Joker, and more of the world's greatest villains must come to grips with how the world changes now that the truth has been revealed by Superman. Some of comics' most unique and creative voices unite to tell a story that changes all the rules. Uh, so they did this... Was it, last, it wasn't last week. It was like a couple weeks ago, couple maybe. Weeks ago. Yeah. Superman Heroes, which yeah. pulled on my heartstrings. That was good. They had really good little um, uh, stories in there that dealt with how Superman, how other people are reacting to Superman's news, to Clark Kent's news, to being Superman. Um, this did not feel like that. Mm. I did not enjoy this nearly as much. Uh, there's some good segments in here. Um, and I do think that the bookend story is interesting in what it, how it wraps up. Mm. But um, other than that, I think my favorite bit was the one. I assume it's by Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber. It's on. You're, you have it the up right Luther now. One. The Luther. That was good. Um, yeah, that was a, yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. the best bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, what did you guys think of this? I I think I felt about the same. There were parts of it that I thought were really cool. The Luther thing. I really liked the Toy Man story. Oh yeah. Toy oh, Man was good. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Like. Um, I I thought that was well told, and I and I like where it ended. The main the main story, I guess you would call it the sort of stained glass looking one. You know, uh huh. It's Michael Gatos, I believe. It's really interesting art. Dad I don't dislike bods, it as art. It's Dad bod Superman. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and everyone is sort of I don't know. It looks like uh, that from Leviathan. It's it's Alex Malief. Yeah, it, it, it kind Trace. of has like a tough as nails quality to it and a grounded, realistic quality. Mm-hmm. It's a, there, I feel like there were a lot of this this week where I like the art. I don't know if I like yeah. it for this. Right. You know, um, like there's this one shot of Superman that which looks really cool, <laughs> but overall, 
Um, <laughs> I have as to, much. My, my problem with it is uh, it just really looks um, traced. And like, not, not even, I won't even want to say trace because that still implies a good amount of work is done. <laughs> it looks like Photoshop filters on top of photographs. Mm. Yes. So mm. I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at a page of them all on the, the roof of the Daily Planet telling Perry, hey, the new owner is bad. There's a, a shot of Superman. In the upper left. In the upper left talking. And then uh, five panels later in the page, it's Superman again, just a close-up of him talking, and it's a different person? <laughs> Both of them look like 45-year-old dads, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's a different person. And, by, and I, I mean dads in a derogatory way. Yeah, of course. Of course. Like you um, ate too what, many what Cheetos. What other way could you mean dads? Well, I, I, mean, I mean it in so much as your pastime is watching television on the couch. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. saving the world. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I really don't want to rag on the art, um, hmm. but it, it wasn't for me. I, I prefer previous Gatos. Absolutely. <laughs> I really liked his earlier work. Um, <laughs> but I, I really liked him in Alias, which did have a reference aspect to it where – you know, in order to keep the people looking similarly and, and um, what's the, consistent throughout, mm -hmm. use a lot of photo reference. Mm -hmm. This looks like literally just photos with a filter but, on top uh, of it. Almost more so than that, it's a different reference for the same character within one page. Yeah. Whereas in um, Alias, I knew always that that was Jessica Jones mm -hmm. and she was acting. Mm. Yeah. Whereas this is... Again, in one page on the top left, it's one actor playing Superman and a completely different looking other actor mm -hmm. playing Superman. Yeah, I liked this more than I didn't. Oh, like, great. Uh, there was yeah, yeah, there yeah. was there was a lot. There was, I loved the first story where he's talking to Ma and Pa Kent. I love which the one feels that out of place in a book that's called Superman Villains. Yeah, I don't know why yeah, that. Right? Oh, I guess I guess because yeah. he's now worried. What, when the villains are going to come after him. No, or just, because they didn't have it done in time to put in Superman that's Heroes. That's probably <laughs> it's, it's, that. Yeah, it's a straight... Uh, Cully, I love Cully Hammer's <laughs> art, too. It's a straight-up stretch. It's just, I enjoyed yeah. it. Like, And I didn't think about it at the time. Like, villains... <laughs> now, Steve Lombard being in here, I thought, was a fun... That was awesome. That was fun. Steve I like that. Is in the villains book. Everything yeah. by Steve Lieber was fantastic, which the, 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 the Lex Luthor scene that yeah, you're talking right. about, I loved really Riley... It makes me want to go back and catch up on Jimmy It's Olsen. so good, dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Every, Bros, that was it. I dudes. almost said that. I almost repeated myself. Good. No, you should read it. Yeah, I want to. Let's just wait. Let's let's pause and everyone read it. Let's all right. just all read it. We have to. I have to order in the Six issues, issues though. So let's wait a we'll week. Let's you in three let weeks. Me, <laughs> let me go. I'll, I'll go run home. I'll get all the issues and then we can all watch, read them together over each other's. Yeah. Oh, oh, like like Russian dolls over Ooh. each other's shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoulder, shoulder. shoulder. Uh, yeah, I really did like the Toy Man one because yeah. it showed a character developing. Yeah. Uh, and reacting in a way where he was like, oh, so Superman wasn't just feeding me bull this entire time yeah. like i thought he was just being one of those white knights and like you can make changes right. but oh no he's he really just goes to work and yeah. lives a life but then also helps people it can be done yeah i i, I want to do that yeah, yeah. those don't have to stay villains i, I yeah. really like that it was yeah. it's the the pushback and like oh this this elitist has everything they need and they're gonna they're yeah. just they're pushing and telling me what yeah. to do and it's just like oh shit no yeah he was always yeah, yeah. he's always just a good person, yeah. and he's being rec he's been recruited by Checkmate, which is what happened in <laughs> yeah I like the uh, Leviathan event too, where he's like is this one of those Leviathan things where talk. everyone thinks I'm dead? He's like if you want yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean sure yeah <laughs> yeah that was funny uh, the Mongol thing was fine I thought it was an interesting take on um the like character. there's a lot of yeah oh so I didn't realize but I think it's been around for a while that he is not the first Mongol right. and then there was mm. that. But also, a lot of Superman's villains, this would not even be a blip. You know, it's like, ooh, what do you mean? He went by something else, but 
nobody knew that. Mm-hmm. Why would he do that? Yeah. Was it you know? Because uh, he fights a lot of people from not on Earth. That yeah. You're like, all right, so he has a day job. Who cares? Why do I care right. about this? Wait, yeah. And no, yeah. This, this does not affect. Uh, this does not affect my plans to send a bunch of demons down yeah, to yeah, Earth I, right now. Yeah. I like the. I like the idea that Mongol is like personally offended by it, like some some god who's faking to be less oh, yeah. than, and he bested me. Fuck mm-hmm. that. But then being killed by his own son. Yeah. Life yeah. happens. Um, I did I, not care for the Supergirl thing. Is I have she a question. Still yeah, I, I don't understand. I, I thought she was one of the infected. She is. Yeah. That's why but she, she seems to be. No, I know. Oh. But she doesn't seem to be acting like she's super infected. I thought the infected were just like we're evil now. She, yeah, she but seems, she to, seems be like, to be like reached like, a parody with it, or yeah. I don't know. A parody. P a r i t y. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so yeah, she, that's how she evaded the Batman who laughs. She's paradising <laughs> his whole yeah. his whole spiel. What did you guys uh, think of the Bizarro one? Page? That was fun. Uh, oh, Bizarro is always fun. Yeah. You know. Um, well, just to go back, I am curious about the Supergirl. I may actually mm. go to Supergirl number thirty to seven for what happens next because I'm curious. Um, yeah, I do like Supergirl. Um, yeah, I, I don't often stick with her book, uh, but it's just always a character that I'm sort of drawn to. Yeah, I'm oh, curious. Yeah, she had a cool supporting cut. Oh, yeah. JD. Yeah. All of you. Okay. No, just Except me. You. Uh, Except you. I, I won't answer. Except no. I'll no, leave the room. I'm in the because, mix. Cause, yes. Can you can you say it over that? <laughs> yes. Is there any book that has a female lead that you do stick with? Lois Lane. Lois Lane. But Lois Lane's getting canceled. Mm. No, no, I mean, it's a 12-issue 12 12 issue maxi series. Okay, all right. Uh, so, a regular, ongoing. An ongoing. Are we talking about, Strangers like, a character I who I have stuck years. with? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, because also, like, I was way into the Brian Azzarello Wonder Woman run. Mm. But that ended, and Wonder Woman is definitely one that I pop in and out of. Oh. I think, like, hmm. mo- other than Spider-Man, most comics for me are, if I like what's happening in it, I mm. will stick with it. Mm-hmm. I don't just read something out of habit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I used to. I used to be like, no, I got to keep reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and even B- Spider-Man, I am so behind on. I'm like 20 issues behind on that freaking book. Um, but, yeah, I generally sort of pick w- what I'm interested in reading that day. Um, I don't just stick with a book. Um, I like the Jane Foster series that I plan on catching up on. I stuck with um, that. I really did. I did love Wonder Woman's Azarello run. Yeah, but so stipi- sticking my nose in recently, I don't care about anything that's happening in Wonder Woman. No. So yeah, um, Strangers in Paradise. Nothing. I don't know if you heard. I'm sorry, we were kind of talking over each other. I yeah. apologize earlier. Strangers in Paradise. I read for over ten years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's most. That's two women. So yeah. True. But are you talking about super superhero? No, just w- yeah. women in general. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's it's hard because the so I I stuck with. I read the first. All, I read all of Miss Marvel for up until Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. I read um, uh, uh, Black Widow in and out. It's just the books don't. It's don't it's work. hard to answer. Have I stuck with it? Because often they don't last more right. than twelve to twenty four issues. And Wonder mm-hmm. Woman is one of the only ones that is yeah. like consistently had a book. There's That's also true. a lot, yeah. That um, you know, over like comic spans of time. Um, a- alias Jessica Jones, I stuck with every iteration. Yeah, I of did that. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also characters that, like, if Miss Martian is in a book, I'm like, oh, sweet, Miss Martian, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for me, a lot of it also is like, do I think their powers are cool? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has, and yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Or do I think they have some interesting backstory? There's uh, Fantastic Four is one of my favorites. Yeah, Invisible Woman is a main character, but she's not. It's not called Invisible Woman. True. But you know, the Invisible Woman minis. I'm always excited about. You know, if there is one. Yeah, but I, I did not stick with the last one that came out. So yeah, um, I didn't pick that. Technically, up. I just read the first one for this podcast. Um, yeah, it's it's a chicken or the egg kind of conversation. Do you, by virtue of there being less, yeah. you stick with less, or do you seek them out and try and keep them going? Would mm. like what interests you first the the lead female character or the book that has a lead female character right because right. because some of them aren't well like sirens of good. titan is some it, of them are sirens great of titan. Sir, gotham city sirens is like uh, one where or um what's the other one that it birds of prey where mm. those are characters who like that those books have not been around that long but those characters have so if you're are a you talking about fan, the you're talking about the original birds of prey or kind of any yeah basically any yeah the original really. one because really. i stuck with the original birds of prey yeah i was talking about i've i I have like uh, my Wonder Woman. I've got Perez's run. Mm-hmm. I just got rid of Burns' run because that was the um, <laughs> like the re- the crisis right after Crisis one. Oh, no, Burn took o- Burn took over um, not long after Perez. Oh, okay. I and, was just thinking about catching like oh I saw there's an omnibus of it I think and yeah. I was like oh do I care about this Wonder Woman no. by George or you don't yeah no the Perez no yeah Burns uh, um, Wonder Woman no. No. I sort of have rose-colored glasses about that time period because of his She-Hulk, which I liked. Yeah, yeah, his She-Hulk, She-Hulk is cool. His She-Hulk was cool, even though it, it doesn't, it does, it, it didn't age well. Yes, but um, but but it, you know, for historical sake, yeah, it was She-Hulk, a really, She-Hulk actually is a really good is a, is a really good uh, example though. Like she's had so many different relaunches in books, mm-hmm. um, and I've heard that Slots is amazing. Mm-hmm. That I've Slots was yes. good. Slots I, heard, was really I, I do want to I do want to go back and read it, and I actually have. Um, Charles Soule's short run that I, that I want to go back and read. It's like a character that I really, really want to. I just Is haven't that the one where she was gray and had PTSD? No, that was after. Oh. So, Soule's was the one that was, because he's a former lawyer, it was mainly a, lo- a legal book. It was a legal oh. book, yeah. 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 Uh, Brandon has joined us here on the on the show. Hi, Brandon. Uh, Fifth, huh? <laughs> Air quotes, hosts. Yeah. Uh, my home dad yeah. abroad. Um, do you have a female character that you've stuck with? Uh, yeah, I have a few that I could think of. <clears throat> I stuck with Dr. Afra most recently. Um, Gwenpool, obviously. Um, <clears throat> Silk was really good. I really like that. And Silk's getting a new run, so that'll probably be fun. So, yeah, there's a few. Or Spider Gwen has. Uh, mm-hmm. is, uh, we read the. I'm first sorry, one Ghost of... Spider? Oh, right. <laughs> they didn't mean to, yes. to spill the beans. <laughs> yes. Please. Uh, I mean, Marauders is fantastic, and all the lead characters. It is. I mean, uh, all the main one leads of the main are female. Ones I look forward to. But some of these, it's like they haven't been around long enough mm-hmm. to really say if we stick with them. You That's know what true. I mean? Yeah. But Kitty Pride, I mean, I love Kate. she's been around a long time, and I was like, oh, sweet, this book is awesome. You know, so yeah. that, that one could count mm-hmm. if we wanted to. Flash number 750 by Joshua Williamson, Jeff John, Scott Collins, Marv Wolfman, Scott Lobdell, <laughs> Brett Booth, David Marquez, Riley Rosmo, and more. And Steve. The Flash Age, the story we've been building towards since issue number 50, comes to a head. While a supercharged speed force... 700 issues. issues. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. (laughs) While a supercharged speed force wrecks havoc on Barry Allen's life, a new threat appears on the horizon in the form of of the deadly paradox. Destined to destroy the Flash's legacy, Paradox sends his herald, Godspeed, to trap the Flash family. Plus, in this special anniversary issue... Tales from Across the Generations of Super Speedsters by an all-star lineup of writers and artists. 
Mm. I was very much, very much looking forward to this, yeah. uh, as I am the Robin one. There's a Robin one coming sure. up. And well, you're a pretty I'm, big Flash fan, J.D. Well, I'm a pretty big w a Wally West fan. Okay, fair enough. And I'm um, confused with Wallace. Wally. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I was really hoping uh, that this would be a return to a s stories about the Flash family. Right. Because I know it's mostly been about Barry since he came back. Mm -hmm. uh, but sort of Flash Rebirth, the way that ended was, here's the Flash family. Yeah, here's cool. Wally West in a different, he's got a, like a Batman cowl. The, the, the yeah, nose goes yeah. down as opposed to going up. Darker red. Darker red. Yeah. Um, Bart's there. Yeah. Um, it was like, there was like four universe reboots ago. Though. It was yeah. Jess, yeah. Jesse Quick, all that <laughs> stuff. I really like the F Flash family. Uh, Jay Garrick, yeah. uh, Max Mercury. Yeah. Come on! Oh, everyone you're mentioning is and awesome. And they're not in here. Oh, God. No. Um, so well, it's, it's mostly, a little bit. mostly Barry. Uh, there's, mm -hmm. I want to say, two Wally stories, and one is almost a Wally story, but it's really just about Cold, Captain Cold. Oh, right. Um, and yeah, so I, I just didn't... It's great if you're a Barry Allen fan, mm -hmm. and I find him to be mostly boring. <laughs> so I, I wasn't engaged for most of this, and the only Wally thing I really did get was current Wally, which is like the Dr. Manhattan Wally on the Mobius chair, which I don't care about very much yet. Hmm. Um, Wally Manhattan. I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like. So I cool. like that. Yeah. Wally Manhattan. Um, Wally Manhattan in his yeah. Mobius chair. Now, Sometimes Brian, you're a big lounge singer. Silver Age yeah. fan. Mm -hmm. Did you like this? I liked it. I So I was, uh, you know, I'm a really big Barry Allen fan. The idea of Barry Allen, that's, you know, for me, it's a lot of comics is like, I like this character and. You could go years without a good story, but it's like I like the concept of the character. Um, I don't think there has been like a great run on Barry Allen since he came back. Uh, I think when Jeff Johns took it over again, frequently when uh, when a creator has done a really good run on something, when they come back to a similar character, it's I not usually. I, as you good. know what? I take umbridge. I actually, okay. I really, really, really liked yeah. the Jeff Johns Francis Manipal okay. reboot after, right after Rebirth. Right. Where it was all Barry Allen. Right, right. Those first like twelve to twenty four issues okay. were spectacular. Then Flashpoint happened yeah. and everything went to shit. Yeah. So uh, there's there's a small chunk of time where actually Barry Allen was in interesting stories. It just doesn't get talked about because there's been four reboots right, of the right. universe since then. Right. And and I am hoping that there will be a return to the Flash family. It kind of looks that way given the Wally West story at the end. Because I like that stuff. You know, I really love Wally West also. Um I'd like it when they're all around. I like Bart being around, Max Mercury, everybody that JD mentioned. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully that happens. I kind of wonder exactly what... So did Barry go to the future with Iris, live for a while, have kids, and then they had... And now he has a grandson who is Bart. Yeah, that happened like, did that a long time ago. No, no, no. What I wonder is, like, did it still happen? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Um, aren't you paying attention to DC right now? Everything happened. Oh yeah, everything matters. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have the rose-colored glasses or uh -huh. baggage that everyone else at this table might have when it comes to the Flash. Um, and this was not unlike the Wonder Woman 750, where it was the first giant chunk of this book is kind of having to do with the, what's currently going on. It's just an issue of the... It's just an issue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as an issue, mm -hmm. it was fine. Yeah. I really, really, really dislike this Paradox character's design. I kind of like his I symbol. I don't. And I mean the symbol, sure. Yeah. I, so whatever, whatever graphic designer worked that out for him, 
while he was, you know, figuring out his supervillain name. Right That's before this, good, good for that. he's sitting in an office yeah. like, no, make Bigger. it more paradoxy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this whole idea of, like, fighting, so, like, the, uh, the Flash historically is just, like, you know, time travel and changing the future, changing the past, and all kinds of crazy stuff. Hmm. Essentially, yeah. yeah. a lot of time travel yeah. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But changing the past and the problems with and changing the future and the problems with and having a, co- a kid that comes back. Like, there's a lot of things. Yeah. And when you mess with time, create paradoxes. Sure. They literally created a character. Hmm. Yeah, paradox. Very paradox. <laughs> so I get it. It's just, it was like, all right. Um, I really, I did enjoy the kind of one-off stories, the Captain Cold one that um, JD mentioned. Yeah, that one was um, cool. I like the flip side of. I enjoyed. I enjoy, You know what? More so than those than some of the other seven fifty and anniversary books that have been happening. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked the the um, pinups. Oh yeah, this one, this one you're looking other. at right now with the kid. This is and Mitch Jarrett. Runs out of yeah. frame. That's awesome. The, his the expression on his face is fantastic. There's a couple of these other pinups that are really really great, and I yeah. almost liked them more than. I, I like. That was I a like very the effect of the Flash running by. That, that was yeah. a, a very yeah, yeah, yeah. important issue that the Flash just ripped up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's something about Barry that I feel like I they it. never really dealt with as much as they could is that he is a comics fan. You know, like he took oh. the name Flash because he saw he loved Jay Garrick in the comics. I mean, in which know? universe? In which reality? All of them now? Or well, but he could still be a comic. Like, they don't have to do that aspect of it. But just like but he loves that goes being to a superhero, you know, all that one stuff. Of these, one of these mini stories is him, like, using his speed mind. That was weird. Yeah. To oh, look into other realities. Yeah. Is that is that a thing? That was actually really cool when they first did it. Um, I, I didn't realize it was called Speed Mind. I don't think it was before. Dumb. Um, <laughs> but I really like the idea of because he, he moves so fast, he's able to think so fast that he's able to sort of maybe the same way the designer does in Batman. <laughs> is Barry Allen the designer? The di- <laughs> oh, shit. The different branching realities that could happen from any given uh, yeah, yeah. choice. Yeah. And... Be in the, one of the first issues of that run, he did it for so long. There was a bullet coming at him, yeah. and he thought all of the different ways he could evade this bullet and also capture this, but also do this thing over here, that he got shot. Yeah, because he got lost in his thoughts for yeah, so yeah. long. It is. Interesting. It was, is that, that was really is that a, cool. Is that a fun run? Well, it, which makes sense that you mentioned it too, because this short story is by Brian Bucoletto and Francis Manipal, mm-hmm. who did that New Fifty Two run. Is it yeah, a good Bucciolato run? Or it's you decent. Say it, it's to... not. I wouldn't say it was great. I would say Bucciolato. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> uh, it's decent. I wouldn't say it was great. Um, that was it. Oh <laughs> so yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I love I Francis Manipal. Yeah, yeah Manipal. He used to be, I believe, the colorist for Francis Manipal, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then became a writer as well. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it was fine. But again, it was that run you mean? Barry. Yeah. So I'm a bad person <laughs> yeah. to ask because I no matter how many times they keep writing stories about Barry, I've got this disconnect where I just don't care. Hmm. Uh, I I I didn't have a connection with Wally. I read Rebirth and I really really liked the. I was telling Brian this. I really liked the Jeff Johns Francis Manipal run before Flashpoint. Yeah. So those those first <laughs> like 12, 24 issues of Barry, I really liked. Yeah. So it was like okay, cool. But then it just all went to shit. Mm-hmm. Mm. There was all, oh, you know what? They referenced that in this, didn't they? Um, so because the, one of the things he added, Jeff Johns, to the Barry character was keep moving forward, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's sort of the, the the theme of the character is always moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I think they referenced that in that where like, oh, he's always moving forward, but he never stops to look at the mess he's left behind him. Mm. And I thought that was a really cool line. Mm. Um, and I, that seems to be the impetus for this paradox character, right? Of like, yeah, you're not yeah. considering all the ramifications of what you do and it's going to bite you in the butt. I kind of thought that was cool. Yeah. And you could have avoided it. Oh, I also, yeah. I also, chose not to, yeah. I really oh. loved the, 
um, Jay Garrick uh, yeah. story. Oh, I'm really Loved curious it. about this. It's yeah. like, was, is this the JSA version from the uh, New 52? No, Do you remember not that? at all. Earth, this is Earth different. Two. Yeah, yeah. Earth Two, New oh, 52? definitely. That's I think it's. Him? I don't think it's. I mean, he doesn't look the same. Oh, he doesn't. No, no. That was a, a weird helmet. Yeah, thing. weird helmet yeah, thing. Yeah, this and, is yeah. Oh, Jay Garrick. Right. We know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was younger. Yeah. They he and was he was also set more in the present. Yes. This guy is in the forties. Nineteen forty. They so, do reference that he's the reincarnation of Mercury, but I think that's just metaphor. Is there is so what intrigued me the most is he's got this like rogues gallery. Was there always like a reverse Jay Garrick? No. Uh, not always, but for a while. Um, Rival, he's because been, I he love was, that. Oh yeah. Oh, but the, but he, okay, he's been around for a while. You know. Yeah. But not like since I think there was Jay Garrick's time. I think there actually was one story. He wasn't like a recurring villain, and I don't think he looked like that. But there may have been a like one-off. Some guy gets speed. Okay. Kind of thing. I'm not a hundred percent. I essentially my biggest takeaway from this whole 750 issue that I read, and you know, moderately. To not to kind of like, um, I would read an ongoing of Jay Garrick in 1940. Mm. Just that's it. Yeah, mm. like I want a Jay Garrick book. Not probably not going to get it. Damn yeah. it. You know yeah. what? Won't would, get it. You know what I would take? Yeah. Uh, if that, if you remember, if in the New 52 they did Shazam story in the back of a bunch of the back of Justice League ah, by a different creative yeah, yeah. team, um, I would take backup stories of this because this was great and yeah. david marquez's david Marquez. art was it's great great and it's a cool update like while still being jay garrick's costume mm-hmm. it looks like an updated yeah, version, and and you know? and um eobard thawn whispering in his, in his oh, ear. Yeah. like it, this is this feels this felt more flash than most of this book mm. to me because mm-hmm. my, my uh, well i think we are gonna yeah. get something with this uh, just real quick, uh, Edward Claris was Jay Garrick's like rival speedster. He just called himself the rival, and his first appearance was 1949. Oh. Okay, so you guys... so relatively new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize there was still a book going in 1949. Yeah, it was much shorter gap between the end of that and the beginning of when Showcase Four happened than, yep. than I so think of. You know, I think we're avoiding the end here. What do you guys think of yeah. Scott Lobdell and Brett Booth's? Uh, still super Flash interested forward. to see what goes up, like in a continuity way. Same reason I was interested in Flash Forward. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what's gonna happen with this? Well, I, can I they almost, make Wally cool? After reading <laughs> yeah. this, back like I, I tried the the series Flash Forward. Yeah, yeah. I tried two issues of yeah. it, and then reading this back up here, I think I would be better served just reading the Wikipedia page when it's over. <laughs> or maybe you guys should just tell me because I didn't enjoy this at all. Uh, what's the revelation here? Nothing. Is Brian, there a revelation? There's a revelation. Yeah. No. The that revelation. The, the, you know, the New 52 and this oh, other right. previous um, continuity both exist simultaneously and are yeah. not separate universes. It's not part of the multiverse. <sighs> I got the sense that they were sort of like, in a way, that, and this is where I say that the Flash family shows up. Mm-hmm. you got like excesses there, and oh, she's awesome. But... Um, it, the sense that I got was this: this is like Wally is able to perceive that these two things are sort of coexisting in one reality in a way that normally wouldn't yeah. happen. That is, yeah, so there's some sort an of anomaly dissonance. Yeah, or a paradox. Yeah. <gasps> dun dun dun. Oh, like that character? Yeah, just like that. <laughs> he says, "I see the formation of the Teen Titans, but then years later, the Teen Titans form again, separate and different, but with no memory of the previous incarnation." Different worlds or dimensions would explain this, but this is not that. Yeah. This is the same event repeating on the same world at a different time. 
Yeah. Yeah. Worlds worlds across the multiverse exist side by side. A multiversity unfolds before me. Small changes and events creating else worlds. Sometimes radically different. Sometimes startlingly similar. Time no longer aligns. So it's yeah. It's saying somehow that we keep rebooting the same universe. Not Which, necessarily. I think yeah. that was what Doomsday Clock was about. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think this is one of those things maybe where in comics you sometimes see one for an idea to get through. It happens multiple times, you know? I would agree with that if he didn't have the Dr. Manhattan powers because he's the one who did all of that. So shouldn't he have access to the knowledge that that is what happened, that that was Dr. Manhattan hmm. moving moving things around? But isn't that what's happening? Power's not memories, like, right? Yeah. Isn't it now that he has the power that he's now seeing it? Well, he's seeing yeah, maybe it, but he this doesn't, is him figuring he's it out. seeing it, yeah. but he doesn't necessarily have Dr. Manhattan's memories to right. know what did it or why it was done, just seeing it like right. across the board. I do like the callback to uh, the end of just uh, um, Dark Side War with Owlman sitting in the chair, and he just explodes after that. Mm-hmm. That was the fir- apparently that was the first like impetus of something's wrong in the new Fifty Two universe. Uh. The whole thing, you know, that was a great conversation about this book. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you should uh, subscribe and like. Uh, write Email a review. Us at like go at gmail.com, <laughs> Sorry. Only thing I liked about this book, there was a panel where you saw Barry hitting his ring and you saw his costume coming out. Oh, did yeah. we? And that was like the first time I've ever seen it depicted that way, like almost like morphing around him. Yeah. And I thought that was mad cool. Other than other than that, I did. The book yeah, was that was that uh, was it. That was the one. That was in the New 52. The, I remember that was part of what got me, because that was the first Flash run I read, was the New 52 one, and that was something that got me about it, is that when he pushed the ring, it was that his suit was, like, paneling, and mm. it, like, morphed to his body. So mm. when it came out, it would be like that. So, yeah. Also, this art by Francis Manipole in this one story is so good. He's mm. still got it, man. I really like his work. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does a lot of really fun things, like old... Um, it has a Silver Age flair to it with modern sensibilities in mm-hmm. that he does these really great two-page, not even, I guess it's kind of a splash page, but he also incorporates the, the word The Flash into oh, yeah. either the backgrounds yeah, yeah. or, in this case, it's the gutters of the panels yeah. that create The Flash. He, I really like the way he, he yeah. really thinks out his layouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. His title Who sequences were always Who is most famous for doing that? Uh, the guy who did The Spirit... Whose name is Will Eisner. Eisner, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because um, Darwin Cook in his run, he did it every mm. single issue. I love the, it. That that title page was always the best part of uh, mm. Manipole's run. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess was it anything else about the Flash? I like the in the first story when they they I think it it worked as being issue seven fifty where they would cut away and have like the, the Flash has interacted <laughs> with this Central City citizen in some way that was cool. I just mm-hmm. thought that was a cool... I like that aspect of The Flash that, mm-hmm. like, in the uh, original Justice League Unlimited, where they're like, oh, The Flash helps people paint fences sometimes, mm-hmm. and, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. yeah, he's sort of a man of the people. Yeah, he's like, like a, he's like a fun, friendly guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's time to wrap up the show with the X Marks, the X Spot Corner Roundup Review Summit Club Hoedown Symposium Collective, <laughs> starting with Excalibur number 8 by Teeny Howard, Wilton Santos, and Marcos Toe. Hark! the hunt for truth excalibur emerges from the woods with a journey before them their destination starlight citadel i don't know what that means um Uh, i read uh hmm. issues six or seven and eight of excalibur yesterday and it was fine um i like the characterizations 
but I'm not 100% interested in this MacGuffin. MacGuffinry? Yeah. That the, they need the skulls have, have of you these ever, living creatures. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever liked characters but didn't give a shit what they were doing? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, That's definitely. what the last two issues of yeah. this book is. As yeah. soon as, like, when issue six kind of wrapped up that first arc of all of these things happening around and what's mm-hmm. it going to mean, it's like the last two issues have had nothing to do with that, and yeah. I have not enjoyed this as much. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just, we have to go and get these skulls, so we have to go hang out with uh, Bloodstone. Um, who sort of doesn't like us, but says he yeah. likes us, but then he really does not care for mutants. Yeah. It's a weird back and forth with Bloodstone. Well, I, don't I, think know it's interest- I, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Because it's, you know, um, you're not quite sure wh- where he is. I kind of wonder if I'm not quite sure because I just don't know who that character is. Oh, but I they clearly have a history with him. Yeah. All I know is Elsa yeah. Bloodstone, but I only know very little about her yeah. from like Next Wave. Uh, She's a her. mystical character, right? Yeah, fam- huh. it's a family of monster hunters, and um, he is monster half monster, half monster. Yeah. yeah he 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 makes mention of it he wears uh jewelry to mm. subdue the monster part but he can like kind of slip it off or mm-hmm. get around it to do things mm. i yeah. do like the, the commentary between uh they're all at dinner and he's like i know what it's like to be a mutant because i've got this monster inside me like mm. well no you have a monster inside you we are mutants mm. we do not have monsters inside us right. that is inherently different <laughs> yeah um and then it's, he could suppress it. He could turn it off. You can turn it off. We mm. can't stop yeah. being mutants. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's it's don't do it at the dinner table. That's right. Like it yeah. was it was a don't use powers or whatever at the dinner table. And it's just like, well, well I cannot the, use powers. I'm still a mutant. Well, you know, because he's rich, he wants to go on a hunt yeah. for these. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they called? War wolves. War, war, war wolves. War yeah. wolves yeah. They don't um, look so, very wolf like. Nah, they look like more. Very, they got beaks. Like a bird. Very war birds. They look very war though. That's a good point. So yeah, they're supposed to be hunting these things, but. Without really stating it, he's like, hey, they're not allowed to use their powers. And they're like, well, no, but we yeah. are mutants. We can use our powers. It's kind of like when you they You have say, powers. Like, we are this. This is what we are. Yeah. Yeah. He's entitled. Yeah. It, just, <laughs> I, it was yeah. a nice, interesting back and forth. Yeah. I but, really enjoyed it. I also, I also, I, I, I feel, I feel some sort of way about him, um, uh, Bloodstone kind of pushing himself on Richter. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that was very interesting. So like the the conversation was very interesting in so much as, uh, don't pretend like you don't pay attention to or that you don't keep track of all the other homosexual superpowered beings because mm-hmm. I do, yeah. and it was just like, dude, that's that's gross. Yeah. Like even from Richter's perspective, it's just like, what you're like, you're you're labeling us as yeah. or, or like even in your even in your minority you're still yeah. creating this weird privilege and mm-hmm. it's just really creepy i took it as also a commentary on like well just because we're both gay doesn't mean we're going to be together well, that, that's also yeah. part you know, of it like, too right. so from from bloodstone's perspective it's we're both gay yeah we both have abilities right Let's we should do something what, what more do like, we need than these yeah. two pretend, commonalities yeah don't pretend yeah. like we're not technically good enough for each other which right. is which is a very weird elitist privileged yeah, yeah, yeah. thing it's yeah. just it's it was very creepy yeah. i i kind of un- enjoyed it yeah and not in a that well, and way, it looks like, like you were about to say something so we <laughs> kind of stopped yeah <laughs> all right hey you got anything no all right cool marauders number nine jerry duggan <laughs> and mateo lolly pest control a very small attack on Krakoa grows into something much bigger thanks to Yellow Jacket. Can Captain Kate's crew swat him before his sting pays off? What? That's not. I didn't Can like they? that. No, I guess they did. They yeah. did. I like the the description. Oh, you like the the punning? <laughs> I loved this issue. It was great. I like it. I am a little bit like, uh, where's Kate? 
When are we going to deal with that? It's been two issues now, and I'm Brian, just kind of like, oh, she's dead. She's they, dead. Brian. They actually establish it in this, in this oh. issue. She's straight up dead. That's that God bad. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> And, All right. and I'll see myself out. And resur- <laughs> resurrection is not sticking, so they're having trouble. Right. The funny, yeah. thing, funny thing I thought about this issue was because of how crazy the X-Men relationships have been, I honestly, at that beginning, like, um, dream sequence, I was like, is this real? I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah. No, I did not know that that was. There's a it. lot of loving going there's on. A lot of, there's a lot of that. Yes. I actually, uh, I'm talking, I knew, like, I kind of, yeah, it was a dream sequence. However, the second kind of dream sequence or scenario I thought was incredibly real until Emma, Emma Frost got shot in the face. Yeah. So exploding pyro. I'm like, I, I was I, into it. I was yeah, like, oh, snap. Yeah. I was into it, and then I was just like, cool, get rid of that fucking tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that, well, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, that's how they're going to do yeah. it. Yeah. He'd probably come back with it, honestly. He'd, he'd request that like, it would be still on his Immediately. Face. Which, which would be an amazing ongoing joke going forward. Every third or fourth issue, he dies, comes yeah. back, has to get a new tattoo. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing that bothers me about his costume, and this is so dumb, and I'm nitpicking, but he's got these two... Um, I guess they're gasoline canisters that attach to his arms, mm-hmm. but they just sort of dangle there. They're yeah. not strapped to his arms. He has them only at the wrists and then to his backpack. Good point. And I'm just thinking of the logistics of moving around with that thing and having it getting caught on like yeah. banisters and yeah, doorknobs yeah, really, and like, yeah. <laughs> wait. They also, why do they even need to come out of his hands? He controls the fire. He knows where it is. No, no, he needs access to fire. He no, made- no, no. I get it. I get that. Oh. I'm saying, like, why have the tubes at all? Just have a little fire come out of the backpack. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, you like, you're fine. Just, yeah, a you little know? nozzle on your backpack. Right, you, you don't need to still... point your hand at it. Yeah, true. <laughs> he has wing envy. Hang on. Like, I, Tara? I have, a, I, have a, oh, I have a theory. All right. Um, it just kind of hit me. Where, like, how, uh, a, good, a good handful of pages are dedicated to um, Lockheed. Lockjaw? Oh, yeah. Lockjaw. Lockjaw? No, Lockheed. Lockheed. Lockjaw, Lockjaw is the, is the inhuman's dog. Sorry. Lockheed. Um... Have we ever seen Kitty try and walk through a gate with Lockjaw? Lockjaw? Damn it, Lockheed. Lockheed, sorry. <laughs> Neither one. I don't know. Because, <laughs> it, like, are they setting up a thing where they're intrinsically kind of linked? Linked. So so the resurrection's not help or is not sticking because they don't have l- access to Lockheed. Lockheed. And she never tried walking through the gate with Lockheed. And, and they're uh. about to start following Lockheed. So I'm wondering if. Oh. Like in the eyes of Krakoa, they are intrinsically re- like, like yeah. connected he could be to each a, other. An outgrowth of her power, that, essentially. And we never wow. knew that or, or you know, like they've spent so much time together, uh, they're maybe. they're mentally linked, and you uh, can't like walk in I'm with half that. of your brain. I think that would be a really cool direction to get to. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah, yeah. And it and would it would link them. Yeah. As an as an explanation as to why things aren't working for her and her sense of yeah. other, where she's had to like take on this new thing and get mm-hmm. angry and drunk and all yeah, kinds yeah. of stuff. I think that would be a really cool solution. Yeah, that'd be and, cool. and provide a you know they've been they've been I hope I'm not wrong tied together for a long time story wise, but this would it seems like the kind of thing that comics writers sometimes like yeah, to do where they're like, well, let's make it for real. And but, the idea yeah. that well, him being alive means that she's never really dead. So oh, no. Brandon uh-huh. brought it up, oh, and um, she's standing there at issue one. She's standing there at the portal with her hand on it, unable to go through. But Lockheed is on her shoulder. Oh, well, then forget it. Son of a biscuit. Could Lockheed be she the one be preventing go her from going through? Oh, yeah, maybe she's just wistfully holding her hands up without actually attempting it. There we go. So she's not there. When, is he there on her shoulder when yeah. he, she breaks her nose? Oh, no, I don't think so. No. Oh, wait, she already mm-hmm. broke her nose. Yeah. In that one. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's after. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah. it could be that still tied together, but he is why she can't go through. And this is also dumb, but I don't like Bishop's costume. 
He's, Too much red? He's got to have some red on him. Yeah. yeah. No, I, just, I don't mind the red. It's just the design of it. And I'm like, oh, what I really did like about this, though, is Emma Frost and how she is exhausted. She, I'm used to seeing her mm. sort of um, totally powered up, totally able to handle anything that comes at her. Mm-hmm. And I like that she's like, she's been doing this for a while. She's like, I'm cold. I'm yeah. tired. I need a hand. And then as soon as she gets a hand, she's able to like put on the facade of... I'm going to mess yeah. you up. It was uh, especially the last issue, uh, I think seven, when we saw her react to Katie's Kate's body. Yeah. yeah. That was that was powerful. Yeah, she has a real connection with Kate that I don't know. Do either of you guys know, was that pre-Hoxpox? Or is that just something that I they're adding it, in? I, I think remember it's it a little this. bit in Bendis' run. I okay. think it's been building for a little while. Hmm. There was a mutual respect in Bendis' run right. because Emma was on the Uncanny team and... Kate was leading the school, yeah. running the school. And then she eventually went to the Uncanny team. And I think that was part really? of, in the history They're of it, that she had That's gone right. to, what was the school that Emma was running, but like in parallel to the X-Men back in the day? She was invited, uh, Kate yeah. was invited to it, but didn't go. It okay. was on Genosha. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I kind of. they make a line, there's a line about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get the sense of like, Emma is, you know, has a soft spot for her because she's a young woman. And Emma is, is very familiar with the perils of being a woman in the world. And, and I like that relationship. Yeah, that's been actually one of my favorite pieces of this, of this series, the fact that they have a very contentious friendship. It's not mm. a mutual respect. It's a friendship. Like, even joking about, like, on the sly, Emma puts all these powerful people around her to protect her because she doesn't want to admit that, she's, that, that Kate is potentially not resurrectable. Ah, and... Right. Um, she, she handles that by making the joke like I'm scared too what if I come back with my original nose like mm. stuff like that like it's right, it's right. the way that she is kind of mm. ingratiating herself to, to Kate like a mutual respect mm. I, I really really like it a lot also Emma Frost is actually much uh, she's a heavy set person right and she mentally manipulates I read that in like one comic in, like around the Grant Morrison run ever and then it, it like has never come up again, and but she like mentally manipulates everyone into thinking that, which doesn't make sense. Gonna look that up, like, Brandon, just physics wise. <laughs> you know what her. I mean? Yeah, yeah please check that out. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't like somebody's idea once. I was right, gonna right. say it's that kind of right. like just got. That like, sounds like, like a Grant nah, Morrison that's thing. Great. That, let's not that do that. Everyone yeah, yeah, else yeah. afterwards is just like, like no, yeah, no, we're not gonna stick with that. Yeah, but that's comics, you know. That is comics. Yeah. That is comics. Uh, that's more of my view about continuity these days. Is like nothing yeah, makes sense. Something matters, or like just <laughs> kind of like you know what? But that sounds like some kind of like retconning to try and um, validate that Emma Frost for a long time was just this woman walking around in a corset and panties. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's that, that's that Hellfire Club life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's crazy. in their skibbies. Exactly. Except mm. the men. Except Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's anti that. It's interesting because um, not a little bit to do with this. Uh, it's March on the Black Tribbles, as I mentioned on our last episode. So we're going to be doing the March Mutant Madness all month. Mm-hmm. And this past Thursday, we did our draft. So we had to come up come up with 64 mutants and then actually rank them from 1 to 64 oh my to go into the Ooh. tournament was it like a 6 hour episode almost it, it was down to like it, oh our show is 2 hours long and, and we 
we nailed it at like about 10:58. So yeah. we finally nailed like, it. Here's Where my 60 you... tied for first. <laughs> okay. So now so I want to I'm curious who you think was our number one, who was our number 1 seed. Um but I should tell you that we took a couple of people off the board just because they were just too too top heavy. So too, too hot, so, so the so omega right. level yeah, well, most of them. So we took Apocalypse off the board. Mm-hmm. Wait, what exactly is this? How much you like them or how powerful, how powerful they are? They are. Well, th- no, well, this is it, the ranking is basically, yeah, about how powerful okay. they are. Okay, okay, cool. So, um, so we took uh, Apocalypse off the board. We took... Is Xavier still in there? Xavier was still in there. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? We, did, did... Nate Gray? We took him off the board. He's very powerful. I think we took Franklin off the Richards. Board. And we took Franklin okay. Richards. Anybody well, that could change To be reality. honest, Franklin, yeah, Franklin Richards didn't come up at first. So I brought up Franklin Richards, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, yeah, he is a mutant. He is. Yeah, he can't be. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, you're, if your herald was Galactus, I think you're right. too. You're up there. Uh, yeah. Legion? Legion was the other one. We took okay. off. We took off. Those are yeah, all the I mean, anybody that you could. Yeah, I'm just completely yeah. omnipotent. You so, could change so all reality. So with them off, who do you think was our number one? Ooh. Storm. Actually, um... There are some that have powers that are more like... Wait, was it Magneto? No. Jean Grey? No. Okay. Hmm. I mean, was it Emma? No. Emma was, uh, I think, 11. It's going to be something... No, it was was Xavier. It was Xavier? Yeah, Xavier was number one. Oh, interesting. I argued for Magneto myself. Yeah? I think Magneto has brute... Like, the the things that he could do with uh, magnetic fields can Mm. literally change... And destroy everything. Yeah. However, Xavier could just convince people to not do that otherwise. I know. I know. So like, what, there are different that's, kinds that's, of power. Because I, yeah. I think that's a sw- like that's a swap. See, but for to me, but place. to me, to me, more I, at least as far as I've read, Magneto has more often gotten the better of Xavier mm. than the opposite to me. And Xavier's always got like cerebro in his pocket. Xavier mm-hmm. has always played fair though, that's why. Like Point, if it was just true. if that's it true. was just like knuckle drag at fight, then yeah. he He did call his group the Brotherhood stop, of Evil Mutants. He would stop <laughs> for some reason. He would stop Magneto before he had the chance, right? That's true. That's true. Or at least well, that's the So theory. what about Jean Grey though? She's got most of the telepathic skill of Xavier, but also a lot of telekinetic skill. Most is not enough. Well, but she's got that real world power—not real world, but physical power. I can't well. remember. I yeah. think she. I think she was like about probably four or five, yeah. maybe yeah. even why, three. Why she's up people, there. Why do people always assume a door closes behind them? I don't know. Always. Some of our doors do because but people think this is a mall. Yeah, maybe it's because they opened it, and you know, when one door opens, another. The same door closes. closes. The same door closes. <laughs> I don't know if that's quickly. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how doors. When one door opens, <laughs> windows are real. Yeah. Someone has opened a, dro- a door here at JD's Hero Complex in Manayong. When, uh, when two windows open, drawers close. are closed. Yeah. That's yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Of Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoilers. Fuck it. Um, Spoilers. If you want to help the show out, you can go to patreon.com slash johnnydestructo. You can email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com. You can find Noel uh, on social media at Mr. Bartocci, M-R-B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I, or just on the Facebook page. Yeah. And Len? Yo, holla at me at Black Tribbles, blacktribbles.com, every place, Black Tribbles. You can find me on social media at BatTribble. And Brian? I'm at brianleabdesign.com. That's Brian with an I. Oh. In right before the A, ah. and then Lieb, L-I-E-B, as in boy, design.com. After the Brian. 
The lieb is after the Brian. Yeah. And it's after the I also, which is in the Brian. Yes. Yes. I, I know how to spell it. Brandon. But now I'm lost. <laughs> I don't, I <laughs> As don't you should really be. got anything. Come to JD's place. Thank you so much. For <laughs> 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 Thank you so much, and we will talk at you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.